book is good about. Her second book was it was to like bring you closer and be like. And I was talking to my mom about it. And a bottle feed. Are you in your heart? Every time I'm like, oh my gosh. Girl, welcome to Coffee Confessions. Happy Monday, everybody. I hope, and I know Felicia does too, that you guys have enjoyed the deployment series that we just wrapped up. Um, it is one of the most common things that people ask us about are like our, our tips for deployments and surviving deployments and things like that. So we thought it would have been way easier on us to break down each stage and then give you guys this episode of the practical tips that worked for us and our family. Um, We'll probably repeat a couple things that we talked about in the previous episodes, but if you are just now catching on to this series, go back, listen to the last three Mondays worth of episodes. <laughs> um, we talked about literally everything from the day, like leading up to them leaving, when they leave, while they're gone, right before they come home, when they come home, after they come <laughs> home, we covered it all in those episodes. So if you are maybe facing your first appointment, if you are neck deep into one and you're just feeling overwhelmed, I honestly feel like um, this is a tool that we will always, always um, push you guys towards listening. Um, today's episode is more so just going to be like, okay, here's the Cliff's Notes. If, you, if you're not going to listen to those ones, then here is our advice. Um, a lot of people ask for um, our tips on surviving a deployment. So yeah. um, take them with a grain of salt, like we always say. Um, this is learning. our personal experience, like we always Exactly. <laughs> we're learning um, through being a, a larger platform or growing into being a larger platform on social media. Um, people seem to forget that, that, you know, hey, we're only speaking from our personal experiences. We are not speaking for the military spouse community we're speaking for cody and felicia and coffee and what we've experienced and for our kids or our marriages and things like that so um if that helps you we are so happy if it doesn't it doesn't offend us either so you know keep your rude comments to yourself and keep scrolling when you see these things come up if you don't like them but um She's triggered, y'all. She's triggered. She's got some. She's got some dealings. She's dealing with. Yeah, let's, let's just say. Um, side note: nobody realizes how intimidating it is to have such a platform. Um, on social media, people are mean and they. It's aggravating and annoying. So, um, if you ever see us pop off on somebody on Facebook, just know that we have a rule of thumb where we usually wouldn't do that, but people be trying, people be trying us sometimes. And sometimes you just got to put somebody in their place, which happened this morning. So, um, yeah, like Felicia said, I was a little triggered, but that was, that was our side note, coffee side note, you know, that we get on those tangents guys. Um, we're going to talk to you about our advice and (laughs) personally for me, I feel like, um, a deployment, a field problem, um, anything like that. Anytime my husband is gone, I pretty much treat them all the same. Like, so yeah. if he's in the field, if he's TDY, if he's at a school, if he's deployed, um, around my house, I kind of just like 
things function the same way. If dad's gone, we pretty much follow the same routine. And honestly, for me, that helps a ton because I always feel way more productive when my husband is gone than when he's home. Like I'll do my typical like weekly chores and stuff like that when he's home. But when he's gone, um, I will do anything that I can to make my life a little bit easier. So if that means like deep, like I'll deep clean, like right after he leaves, I usually will deep clean my house. Like, so it's just one less thing that I have to do while, while he is gone without having him home on the weekends to really help me. So, um, I guess my first tip is anything that you can control that, you know, is going to make your life easier whether that be establishing a new bedtime routine, um, a new house chore routine, anything yeah. like that, that is like my first go-to is like, okay, how am I going to keep this machine running with it just being myself? That's also going to make my life easier for the next however long that he's gone. So and that when is we say routine, tip. when we say routine, we mean like, we don't mean like be, you know, oh my God, my kid like naps at 12 yeah. o'clock. I cannot miss it. More like something that just makes your life go easy. Like when my husband left, we bumped up <laughs> bedtime because I was just so spent. I was just like, my goodness, trying to manage three kids in a full house and kids in school and everything else is just a lot. And so especially us all having to get up early, you know, like a better, an earlier bedtime kind of worked out better for my house anyway and yeah even, and then daylight savings you know happened and Cody and I were both like dude are we like allowed <laughs> to put our kids to bed at 45 <laughs> and so we you know you had to kind of fluctuate like our bedtimes didn't really change because it was daylight savings but for my kids it was like oh wow the clock says 7 30 versus seven o'clock and we're still awake like yeah it's pretty cool you know I tried to put my kids to bed the other night and they were like I was tired. I had a headache and different things. And Jameson was like, um, it's not even dark outside. Like, I have to go to bed right now. So um, just know that with a routine, it comes with a like fluctuating routine. Yeah. Like, adjustment period. Yeah. You have to be able to best. do that. I mean, I feel like especially in the military, your whole life is an adjustment. So yeah. <laughs> things can change in a second. And I feel like if you stick too strictly to a routine, then it's going to do more harm than it is actually. Yeah. Good. Drive you crazy probably. Cause I know like I'm kind of OCD. So when I can't follow that, like if I gave myself too much pressure to follow this like strict routine, like they have to be in bed at this time it kind of sucks the joy out of your life. Mainly what we mean by routine is kind of like have a, gu- a guideline of how you want yeah. your week to go, your your day to go, certain things like that and follow that or plug in like the world around you around that just because it does make your life easier versus just being like, okay, I'm going to fly by the seat of my pants and we're just going to do this, this, and this. I find when I don't have a routine, I burn out faster versus yeah. like, okay, well, I know I'm putting my kids to bed at seven because we have to be up at six to be on the bus by seven. And it just works a lot easier for my, my family. And I know my kids, especially when dad is gone, they thrive on a routine and something to do. So it kind of keeps you busy too and makes that time go a little bit faster. Speaking of things to do, another thing that Felicia and I love to do when our husband is gone is honestly like, we jam pack our schedule like (laughs) on the weekends and stuff like that with our kids, just because 
we want them to be doing something one to keep their minds off of like obviously that their parent is gone but two it keeps them busy it makes the time go a little bit faster for them and it gets us out of the house where you're not just staring at the same four walls constantly without any other like adult interaction I don't know if you've ever lived with eight-year-olds, but um, they talk <laughs> three a year olds. lot. Or yeah, like we have like just a whole like circus going on around us. So anytime that we can just like get them out of the house, go explore, do something, obviously stay within your comfort zone. Don't go be like, oh, my husband's gone. I'm going to day trip to Denver and check out all the like obviously stay in your comfort zone um we're not telling you to do anything that you know is unsafe for you and your family but we love to go like frequent walk around the zoo I mean grab lunch after church um well even if it's just like each other's houses because it's like it might be four walls but it's not their four four walls walls. (laughs) so they will they'll play right it's we have the same house and so they will play all day just at each other's houses and it gets us out of the house essentially and gives us something to do. Um, so even if it's just something simple, keep the schedule busy. Yeah, <laughs> you know, definitely. we picked up sports. We did. And I was like, I was so exhausted, but my kids lived for it. They were like, Oh, it's practice. Oh, it's practice. Oh, it's practice. Oh, it's practice. And our week went by so fast compared yeah. to like now when we don't do sports, my kids are like, are we, are we doing anything? And I was like, do <laughs> yeah. Have to do anything. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, but on the same note, you can find hobbies. Um, in 2019, when um, D deployed, we picked up step. And that was probably the oh. hardest hobby we ever picked up. Because but it was our so rewarding. My butt looks so ass. good. <laughs> <laughs> um, we tried all kinds of things, actually. We did Zumba then. We did, yeah. what was the other one? Spin. Uh, spin. No, I, didn't, I spin? never did the spin. But uh, it was like a hit class. Well, so we did step and then we kind of convinced our teacher to turn it into like a hit class. Yeah. And ugh, it was, it was so good. Like It was, it so, was good. so good. And that was like the next hobby we picked up. And then we went into like coffee. Actually, mm-hmm. that was literally the next hobby. Yeah. That's kind of what we've been doing now during. Yeah, and that's kind of continued. And it's, it's, it takes up a lot of our time. So it keeps us busy, but finding a hobby, I mean, we invited all kinds of people to classes. We drove yeah. everybody to the class. Um, and then we plugged in all of the events in between, like she was saying. So then again, we stayed busy, um, you know, splash pads. And oh, I miss oh, Bragg yes. has the best splash pads. They really do. Um, if you haven't seen our TikTok, um, just like we're going to plug this in here, uh, shameless plug. But <laughs> if you haven't seen our TikTok, it's the same name as all of our other social media coffee confessions. And um, we shared a TikTok about like the splash pads. At Fort Bragg. Now we favored the Spring Lake location just because it was really close to where we lived. But if you did not know, um, (laughs) they're all over Fayetteville. Like there's one that's like downtown um, by the library. And then there's another one in like the Massey Hill, I want to say area. But if you just Google like City of Fayetteville splash uh, splash pads, they will come up. They're completely free. Mm-hmm. I can't say that I I know like the COVID regulations right now. I don't know, obviously. Um, but before um, in the summertime, they did free lunches. So mm-hmm. we would be like, hey, I'll meet you at the splash pad at, you know, 1130. We would let the kids play for an hour. We would get a free lunch. And back then is when our boys were babies. So it was mm-hmm. perfect because it wore them out for nap time. So we still 
like filled up our schedule, but we also kept on that routine. See the trend there? Like we kept, (laughs) we were like, we were pretty strict about our nap times. We would, we would sacrifice bedtime for a few beers and barbecue with our friends uh, (laughs) during that time. But nap time, we were like, okay, I got to be home by this time. So he can take a nap and the rest can have quiet time. But if you keep it busy, you're going to wear the kids out. And then in turn, you get a break too. So that works really well having that routine like that. Right. And it ties in because we, we would, she said, you know, barbecues. And then I was like, cause we made friends <laughs> right now. Yeah, we're we're exactly. our each other's friend, but on the same note, <laughs> make friends. We had the best community. And I think it was because our husbands were gone. And I know it's like, it's, it's kind of a weird spot because your husbands are gone and you're like lonely cause you miss them, but you're so preoccupied or when you stay busy with your mm-hmm. friends that it makes the time go by so fast. And yeah. I feel like I wasn't, you know, obviously Dwight's not my husband and I wasn't going through the appointment with you, but my husband was gone just as much. And I felt like that summer, like even if you ask everybody who participated in it, it's like that summer flew by. Like it did. It was the fastest summer I've ever experienced in my life. <laughs> and, you know, and it was great to have another person. So I'm from Fayetteville. Like I, I went to middle school and high school there. And so I have a group of civilian friends in at Fort Bragg that are not military related, but my, I spent my time with my military spouse Mm -hmm. friends while my husband was gone because it was like, they got it. Like they just understood. And y'all, let me tell you, when I say the first person to volunteer to help me with anything over the years is always my MILSO friends. Like they just get it. You know, I mean, there were times where like my husband left and there were donuts and chocolate milk on my front porch because nobody understands this life better than another meal. So, so it's like, you know, Felicia cooked her way through um, the Magnolia cooking book and she dropped like brownie pie off on my front porch. Like one of the first times we met each other, I went into a surgery, literally a surgery. I was in the hospital for a week and my military spouse friends, like Felicia, we had just become friends. She brought me flowers mm-hmm. and a book to read. Um, two of my other friends came up just to say hi and check on me. I mean, people were feeding my family while I was in the hospital, feeding my mom and my mother-in-law at my house. I didn't have to worry about anything. All I needed to worry about was like making sure my husband got where he was going overseas and making sure like I checked in and said hello to my kids in between pain meds. Like it was... <laughs> There's just something about those military spouse connections that are just so organic and like that you just don't get, at least for me, you do not get that same sisterhood out of a civilian. um, I think you can, but I think it's just in a different way because I have some close civilian friends, but just like when your life gets hard or it gets turned upside down or this or that, I don't want to have to sit there and describe the lingo and be like, we're yeah. PCSing, you know, you know, yeah. he, while he goes to NTC and then, you know, whatever he's TDY. Like I, if I had to say that to a different friend, nobody would understand it. And then I yeah. have to break it all down again. Whereas if I told Cody, she knows exactly what I mean. She knows exactly how long she knows everything that goes along with it. And I feel like your families just meld together easier. You know, yeah. if you have to cancel plans, like, Hey, I'm going to have to reschedule. Let's do it tomorrow. My husband's home from the field and I want to spend time with him. Like, Oh, no problem. Go, you spend time with him. Yeah. So, like, we know how sacred that time is. Or, yeah. Or you know, even just like, Hey, like if he's gone and it's like, Hey, listen, I can't make it today. Like I am just like, I'm not having a good day. I haven't heard from him. My kids are driving me nuts. Like I could see how a civilian would be like, kind of like maybe offended, but 
Whereas if you were to say that to me, like, listen, I haven't heard from Mark. Bennett's driving me crazy. Like, I need just today to just sit on my couch and eat chocolate and watch movies. Like, can we hang out another day? Like, totally. Because I've been there. Like, those days get so overwhelming where it's easy to um, feel overwhelmed by it. But then also solace and not having to go into super detail about my feelings whereas you would have to explain to maybe a friend who's not military related where they're just like well I don't understand like why well why why haven't you heard from him you know what I mean yeah so much that goes into it that you can just give a straight answer to your male so friend and that's it that's the end of it there's no more questions it's just like take took at face value and that's it so and it goes the same for your kids too because I know like you know our girls are super close and our boys are too, but I think our, our girls who are older and really I like going through the trenches, I would say of military yeah. life. Um, you know, Kyler's dad was gone. Um, my daughter's dad was, you know, it, gone all the time. He wasn't deployed, but God, he was gone. Forever. <laughs> it felt like it. <laughs> it was the weirdest thing, but anyways. Um, and they really, you know, along with our other friends in our neighborhood, they really like bonded over that. They, we always picked on them because they were like the mean girls of the school because it was the four (laughs) of them. They weren't mean, but it was the four of them. And they just like, our lives melded together. And I think it's so important. I know as an, you know, introverted extrovert, like it's so scary to put yourself out there and try to make a friend because like, I have a lot of beliefs and, you know, firm opinions and, and things like that. And, as, as, as ugly as it sounds, you can't be friends with everybody. It just doesn't work. It just doesn't work together. And so I get nervous to like put myself out there. And then you find out like, there's been times that we found out like things that we didn't know. And we're like, Oh God, (laughs) but I'm I'm not okay with that. So it's, it's scary, especially when you move to a new place and you're like a new girl and you're like, how do I make these friends? And how do I like put myself out there? But once you do, like, you will be so grateful because if we never did, Cody and I would have never met. Like if we never would have put ourselves out there, this, none of this be here today. (laughs) Um, And it was probably one of the most awkward encounters. Like we've talked about it a few times, like Walmart run-ins and I'm like a germaphobe and I was like, why are you touching her? (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. But another thing I want to say is for personally, for me, I, when my husband is gone, especially overseas, I don't, I don't watch the news. I don't listen to the news. And if I don't hear from him, I try really, really hard not to get anxious. So this is like tried and true. Something that my mom told me from when she was a mill cell and something that you'll probably hear all the time, but no news is good news all the time. Remember that beat it into your brain. I know it's hard when you have like a schedule where you speak to your husband at a certain time, because y'all get into that routine. Um, But if you don't hear from him or her and you haven't gotten a knock on your door or a call from a commander or anything like that, then try to not to stress yourself out about it. And I am really not the best at doing that. This is like really stupid advice for me to give because I don't listen to it myself. But um, if there was advice that I should listen to, it's this right here, because there were so many times when he was deployed that I wouldn't hear from him and instead of being rational and being like, oh, this internet's probably down or something like that, I would be like, 
okay well this is it he was blown up that's it yeah. i'm just gonna wait for them to knock on the door all right and i would i would call my mom in tears i'm like i haven't heard from him and she would remind me cody no news is good news he's fine if you ha- if nobody has come to your door he's fine you'll hear from him when you hear from him and no military spouse truly wants to hear that like we want to hear like no i want to know that he's okay right now like i want to hear from him right now to know that he's okay but i'm gonna i'm gonna be the cliche and say no news is good news and remember that um yeah it's literally the feel... thing that you do not want to hear because there's yeah. been plenty of times that i text cody like well it's been three days i'm starting <laughs> to freak out and she's like no news is good news and i was like shut up shut and up. freak out with me like <laughs> i don't care about that listen to me it's been three days and we're freaking out it's panic and she's like don't panic and i was like no we panic now <laughs> so she, she's very good at saying that even though she doesn't she's had her own her own <gasps> did you see that on the news and i was like Ooh, girl but um with that i think it, it it rolls into another tip that i have is like communication and when we say communication we don't mean the weather like no um we mean communicate you're your other half is on the opposite side of the world. There's poor FaceTimes. You know, they say it a lot, right? You miss misread text messages. Like you mm-hmm. can't understand like the language or how yeah, it's passed off. Them. Yeah. And so there can be a lot of miscommunication because of that, along with like the time difference and everything else. Um, you really have to communicate. Like if you're worried or your feelings are hurt or something like that, you have to be able to communicate that to your spouse in such a way that it's not like sends them into a spiral while they're in a war zone, but also to be like, Hey, this is how I feel. Like, these are my feelings. This is what I'm thinking. You know, um, it's, it's okay to be sad and to miss them and be like, Hey, I miss you. But to like call them and be like, Oh my God, like I'm going to make it. (laughs) That's what you call your friend for. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That's what you call your friend for. But you have to be careful too. Like, so I learned the hard way is like how I like call my husband. Like if he's home or something like that, the way I talk to him when he's home and when he's deployed are two totally different things because I would call Mm -hmm. him. I can call him and be like, babe, when he's home. Right. But if I call him in Afghanistan and I'm like, babe, he's like, what the hell happened? What's wrong? What's wrong? (laughs) And I send him into a pen. I got yelled at so many times y'all because I would call my husband. I'd be like, oh my fucking God, you have to look at this. And it's like a massive bird flying in the backyard. And in his mind, he's like, oh God, one of the kids broke their arm or something happened. They sliced a toe off or something. And he'd be like, you cannot do that. He's like, when you call me, you need to be like, hey babe. And then get into it. So I know that you're not dying or dead or somebody's hurt. And I'm like, I just get excited. Like, I don't know. I'm sorry. And then, you know, like she said, communicating is huge because there's going to become a moment in that deployment where things feel a little stagnant. Like you start running out of things to talk about outside of like, well, the kids did this. I did this. And then you kind of start running out of things to talk about. And one thing that my husband and I usually do when he is deployed to avoid um, getting our feelings hurt when it seems like the other person doesn't want to talk um, is sometimes we would take just like a break where we'd be like, Hey, I'm going to check in with you every couple of days to let you know. I'm like, I'm going to check in with you every day to let you know I'm okay. But we wouldn't have like a full conversation like all day. 
um, we would give ourselves like a couple, like a couple of days, like I'm going to FaceTime you on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. So that way it gave us time in between those stagnant conversations to let things build up yeah. and have something to talk about, you know, because there's no worse feeling than wanting to talk to your spouse, but like having nothing to talk about. Yeah. So it's kind of like, Oh, what color is the sky there? Blue? Oh yeah, it's blue here too. Cool. You know, or like that, 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 that sound on TikTok where it's like, have you ever had a crispy curry? <laughs> Was it crispy? Like, you know, you just don't, you run out of things to talk about. And to me, I think that's normal. I mean, yeah. when you're spending nine months in a virtual relationship, basically, you're going to run out of things to talk about. I mean, once well, it's the- not even like when you say virtual, it's so, so much of a deployment is over text. Yeah. My husband has the worst service ever. And so even when we FaceTime, it's, it's just more like, aggravating. Yeah. It's like yeah. times of me repeating myself. And then I'm like, okay, I don't want to talk. And he's like, why? You know, you don't want to talk to me. Yeah. And I was like, well, I just repeated myself 10 times and I'm kind of over the, I forgot the story for one and for two, I'm done talking now. <laughs> yeah. Like, talk to your kid and they'll, they'll deal with the choppiness. So I don't, I think it's totally normal, but in the same instance, you have to remember to be like, this is up. This is what's up, you know? Like, yeah. yeah. And, and, and date your spouse. Just because yes. they're gone for nine months. Does Do not, not put mean, your relationship on the back burner. Uh, date your spouse. Send yeah. the spicy picture. I was just going to say <laughs> send that. Send the spicy text. Listen, write y'all. Write it in love feel- letters. If you feel like self-conscious Lightroom has so many presets that you can just throw one on there and you're like, dang, my butt looks good. Yes, I will send you a couple more, sir, if you would like. Like, you know, you just have to, you have to do those things. You have to keep your relationship Mm -hmm. going because it's going to make your, your reintegration 10 times harder. If it feels like if you're having your spouse feel like, well, she don't give a damn if I, if she talks to me while I'm over here. What is she up to? Because your mind will wander. Yeah. Like, your mind will wander. So if you utilize what my husband and I do, you still have to put in the work to communicate. We just simply do that when things are feeling like, hey, I, I don't really have a lot going on right now. I'm 24 on, 24 off. So there's really not much going on to talk about. And, you know, for me, it's like, oh, yeah, I'm not doing much either. So give me. In, and then I will be ready to have a, a whole like tea conversation because my husband is always like what's what's like what's the business like what's going on spill the tea and yeah. if I don't have any to spill it's like oh I don't I don't know babe like uh there's really not much going on like your kid pooped his pants again today like I don't know <laughs> you know so definitely communicate and definitely date for sure because you're still in a marriage with that person yeah and if you don't I feel like for one, you can feel neglected, right? I mean, yeah. vice versa, but like my husband is very much like words of affirmation. So if I don't like do that for him, he kind of feels, what is the word I'm looking for? Like neglected. <laughs> yeah. Neglected or so, that's, that works. Um, you know, and he knows obviously 100%, but it's like nine months. You don't get to see them, hold them, touch them, love on them, you know, anything. And it's like, I think it's a very, very important piece. And people tend to forget that, like, even I can be self-conscious at times. And I'll be like, mm, I don't like that uh, space. I'm, mm, I'm not a fan of it. And then my husband's like, damn woman. And I was like, yeah. okay, I like that. Picture. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. So I think, you know, just date your spouse, you know, the grass is green where you water it. It's not, if you go looking for it, it doesn't necessarily, you know, the grass is green where you water it. And, 
in the same instance, I think you need to be able to utilize talk on communication. Um, you need to be able to ask for help. You're going to have hard days. You yeah. are human. Sad days are okay. Hard days are coming because fucking Murphy, <laughs> he lives in my closet. I swear to God. Um, Murphy's he's like Bruno show- in the walls. <laughs> Yeah, he's and his little rats run around just like waiting for my like. Oh, oh, they report back and let them know when we're doing fine. Guys, I literally had a mouse in my garage. So when I say his little mouses are here, they're here. <laughs> like, like he's dead now, but I'm just saying. Um, so it's okay to ask for help. You know, I had a whole like breakdown to Cody, and I was like, I hate this because I just I got put in a hard spot, and I had. I needed help. I needed help. And I had nothing like I didn't have it. And so when I called her, she was like, we'll do it. We'll figure it out. And I was like, I know, but that doesn't change it. It's just right now and I'm having a hard day. And so it's okay. It's okay to have those meltdowns. It's okay to have the hard time. Yeah. And it's okay to be like, you know, gosh, is this the point? Yeah, you don't over? have to put on this like facade. Like I am Milso. I can do all things. Nothing <laughs> hurts me. Nothing bothers me. I will face every deployment. Like, I'm going to tell you, like, you're going to crumble. At some point, you're going to crumble. It's going to get hard. Something's going to happen. And you're going to crumble. And you're going to be like, I'm over this. I don't want to ever do this again. I want you to get out of the military. Like, I'm so (laughs) over it. Right? But it's just, it comes with the life. And and a part of that is utilize those, um, the resources that you have with a spouse deployed. Now, I'll be honest. I don't know all of them. But one of them I do know is that you do get a certain amount of, um, CDC hours. Now I'm going to plug in right here. I don't know what it's like at your base. I don't know how full the CDC is. All I know is that you are allotted a certain amount of hours. I feel like it's 16 hours per child could have gone up, could have went down. I'm not sure, but it's a pain in the ass to enroll them if they're not already enrolled. At least for me, it was, it was so annoying. annoying process. (laughs) But, um, once you get it done, if you can utilize those hourly hours and just go like, I wouldn't rely on them for doctor's appointments, but if you know on the first and the 15th, you're going to go grocery shopping and you don't want to take your kids and you're like, okay, I have 16 hours. I'm going to book them in for four hours on the on the first time or book them in for four hours on the 15th. Go, go do something for yourself. Even if that's strolling the aisles of Walmart or Target or wherever you like to shop, uh, if that's grocery shopping, just without having to do anything with your kid, like grocery shopping with kids is hell. I don't care who you are. It really is. It's no fun. And especially when you have to do it for nine months straight by yourself, there's like no weekend trip with your husband where you guys can kind of divide and conquer. I would say totally utilize those deployment hours at the CDC. Um, Keep in mind COVID because right. this was 2019 when we signed all our kids up. And so just keep in mind COVID. Yes. I know when I called last year, there was a few changes to it. And so um, don't come at us because you people do. You really do. You really do. <laughs> this has yeah. changed. This has changed. And I was like, okay, well, this is how it worked in 2019 at Fort Bragg. That's it. Period. Yeah. yeah. So utilize those hours for yourself if they're available because there are going to be times over an appointment where you just want to be by yourself. I remember when it was time for him to come home. I mean, I was blessed with having a huge support system at Bragg. I had my sister there and everything. So I pretty much had a built-in babysitter. Um, and I dropped him off with my sister. I went and grabbed lunch one day, went shopping and I did something for myself. Cause I had hit that point where I was like, 
I have got to do something for myself or I'm going to go crazy. So make that a priority if you can. If you have like some magical unicorn babysitter that you're like obsessed with, talk with them and say like, listen, on these, on, are you free on this day every month? Because I desperately am going to need some alone time. You really are going to need yeah. it. So utilize any type of like child care assistance that you can while your spouse is gone so that you can give yourself a few hours of being kid free. And honestly, y'all, it is so luxurious. Like I, my kids go to pre-K, um, and then my older ones are in elementary school. (laughs) (laughs) So those few hours during the week are, are, they have really helped me with like my patients and things with my kids especially when my husband's gone, I look forward to them. I'm like, nope, you're not, you're not skipping school today. I don't (laughs) care how grumpy you are. You're getting your butt on that bus because mama needs these next four hours to herself. So if that is an option for you, please take the time to go down to the CDC, enroll your kids, figure out a schedule that works well for you and the, and getting them into the CDC and utilize those deployment hours because you're going to want, even if it's just like, to go get your fingernails done or go get your feet rubbed or something like that. Like you're going to need it and you're going to want it. Yeah. And it's the same if you um, don't have kids, make yourself a priority, give yourself time. 90% of the time, if you don't have kids, you probably have a job. Yeah. Um. So the day off the weekend, whatever it is, you know, do a whole you day. I, regardless if I had my kids yesterday or not, I did a whole me day. Like I went mm-hmm. and redid my whole bathroom. So that was fun. <laughs> yeah. But, just give yourself time for one. It helps take, you know, your mind off of the deployment. Um, it helps the day to go by faster because a lot of the times when you find yourself sitting at home, it's just like, oh, my so God, nice. it's only 11. Like <laughs> my kids wake up hella early and I'd be like, it's only 11. I know. Right? We have lived all day long and it's 11. <laughs> like This is the, my clock is messed up. My power went off, something like that. But just make time for you make time to find that distraction whatever it may be if it's a hobby if it's exploring new areas I love to find new food places I love to eat so me and my kids will we'll go and find a new restaurant and sit down and be like yeah we like this yeah we didn't or oh we want to try this when dad gets home or whatever it is yeah um just do those little things and it really it really helps deploy get through a deployment um the biggest tip we could ever give you is just to take it one day at a time. Yeah. To say, like, you know, there's things you can look forward to, like, oh, I'm setting myself up a vacation, you know, in three weeks. Great. That's something to look forward to. But you still have three weeks to get there. And yeah. <laughs> I can probably guarantee Murphy will visit you sometime during that time. Um, just because he it's always when you have something good coming. <laughs> well, he visits me every week, I swear. <laughs> but take it one day at a time, give yourself grace. It's, it's okay to have hard days. It's okay to be like, I hate this life. And it's okay to be like, Oh, like uh, we're over it. We did it. I could do this again. You know? Yeah, Yeah, definitely. You have to just take the good with the bad because deployment is kind of just like riding a wave. It's going to be, you're like a good, 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 bad, 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 bad. Good. good. It's like constant, like, cycle vicious cycle and the the crappy thing that nobody wants to hear as a military spouse is if your spouse is in the military like 
there's going to be more than one. It's going to happen again. So it's better to figure out what works best for you and your family now and utilize them as the deployments and the separation comes because it's just, it's constant. There's always going to be a time that they're gone and everything like revolves on you, relies on you, everything. So the quicker that you learn how to accept that and cope with it and realize like, as much as we crave the control, none of us have any control over what's going to happen as far as it comes with the military or life in general, honestly. So I think the sooner that you give up that, like, I have to control everything versus I can control what surrounds me, it gets a little bit easier. So like the routine, the hobbies, the communication, um, Taking care of yourself, those are all things that you can control. And they're important factors, period. Because like you mentioned, like, it doesn't matter if it's a school. Uh, schools are six, eight, two months, three months, four, like whatever. I have a nine-week one coming up. I yeah, I mean, field fields are like a week, two, NTCs a month. Like, it doesn't matter. These times are going to come where you have to do it alone. And if you know the best way to cope while your spouse is gone, it's going to help you through every training, every school, every deployment, the rest of this, this career, like whatever it is, know what works for you. So maybe staying busy doesn't work for you and you need to stay home a little bit more. That's totally fine. Maybe deep cleaning your house once a week, like we do doesn't work for you, but like that's what we have to do in order to essentially survive a deployment (laughs) or survive a training or whatever it is. You know, you may not have kids, so you don't need the CDC. We have, a crap ton of kids. So we need a lot of help. <laughs> yeah. Whatever yeah. it is, just find out what works for you. What makes the time go by smoother, easier, faster, um, and implement it every time they're gone. And once yeah. you do, you'll be like, as much as I'm going to miss you. And as I know, freaking Murphy's like waiting for you to roll down the driveway. Um, like I got this, like, don't worry. Yeah. It I'm, won't I'm be good. so daunting to see them go. I, I have to say, I say this with love. I say, okay, it's going to piss some people off, but just know that I say this with love and like the most like compassion in my heart, but I get low key irritated when I see like the posts on the spouse pages where they're just like my spouse is leaving I can't do this I can't survive without him and to me I want to just shake him and be like yes you can yes you can you can you can survive you can do this it's going to be hard yes but you can survive and I know sometimes it can feel like the world is ending because they're leaving but it's not it's really not and I think the sooner that you figure out how to cope with like, okay, he's gone. He's not available. And this falls on my shoulders because it's an overwhelming feeling knowing that everything revolves on you. I mean, I have four kids. So when he's gone, it's kind of like, oh crap, like everything revolves on me. Like the grocery shopping, the house cleaning, making sure that the kids are still alive when he gets back. That can feel daunting, but never once have I ever just felt like, this like impending doom like oh he's gone this is it the walls are closing in like I (laughs) I can't do like I can't I if you ever felt that way please listen to me when I say like you are stronger than you have any idea like you can do this I promise you you can do it and you're stronger than you think and give yourself credit for if you just kind of like pull yourself up by your bootstraps and just be like okay He's leaving and I'm going to get shit done around here because I can, like, I can do this. So don't, I just, 
I can't do the, the, I'm going to build on the same one because it's uh, we're okay. We're here for you guys. Right. Like if you feel that way, we'll help you through it. But there's also this post we see often and it's like, my spouse is deploying and I didn't expect them to deploy and they're a non-combat, like whatever. They're in the military. Yes. The chance of them deploying is 99.9.9999. I don't know how math right. works, but like, it's that much of a chance. So yeah. always have that. Don't have this like mindset in so your mind. Yeah. Like, come. oh, they're never going to deploy. They could never, they're in the military. I don't care if they work a freaking desk screwing in screws. They're going to be like, oh, we could use that. Go screw, go screw, screw into a plane. Like, I don't yeah. know. They're going to, yeah. they'll, they're, they could call them. They so call I them. saw something that said, um, cause everybody kind of like assumes that only the infantry guys deploy, which that is Felicia's husband. He's an infantry guy. My husband is a supply guy. And I saw this quote on Facebook and I thought it was so partially hilarious, but so freaking true. And it said, um, somebody was complaining about their spouse deploying and how they weren't supposed to deploy and all this stuff like that, because that's not what they signed up to do. Reality check. Like, that's it that's that's another rant for another day um but um they said i don't know how many of y'all know this or not but bullets don't fly without supply and i was like lord that is so true like every piece of the military is utilized and will be utilized should a war pop off or something like that so yes if you go into this naively and think like your spouse is never going to deploy like you got another thing coming girl and it's truly said we truly say it because we catch a lot of heat and we truly say it with like the best of intentions really like oh yeah we're coming at you kindly not like you know if you posted that in the wives page you would be like your head would be ripped off and burned oh at the stake. Yes. like it would be vicious and so we're just saying like you know expect it not being like yeah. oh my god I'm an anxiety it. of like oh my god he's gonna play he's like, blah, blah, right. Blah, blah, right like live your life but be like there's always an option they could go and these are the best ways we have That's found hard. after 10 years to cope with this yes, totally and survive yeah. it <laughs> yeah and don't like we said before like take those few days to feel sad and mope but don't spend the whole nine months to wallow in self-pity because your husband had to go overseas like that's a part of their job it's what they have to do. None of us can control that. None of us have any say over when orders come, when they'll leave, what's going to happen. I mean, I know what's frustrating when they miss things coming from a person who's birthed two babies by herself because orders came and he had to go. There's just so much that goes into it that you, the soldier's family is in, in the back of the military's mind. So you just got to kind of be like, okay, here are the orders. Here's the time. How am I going to divide and conquer this to get through it? And this is the best way that we have come about. And it works through a deployment. It works through a field problem. It works through a school. Um, We just now know, like, we have this, like, well-oiled machine where it's like, okay, this is how things function when dad's gone. This is how I expect my children to behave while dad's gone. This is how I want my routine to go, you know, and it, it just kind of all falls into place. And the, and the quicker that you kind of pull yourself out of that, um, poor pitiful me, sorry, but poor pitiful <laughs> me mindset that they had to go, um, your life gets a lot easier, I swear. And I think that mindset goes for anything like Mm-hmm. military aside once you stop being like oh well this happened to me and I'm gonna wallow in it like things get better so you just have to 
give yourself those couple of days and then be like, okay, let's get this show on the road. Like, let's start this countdown. Let's get it done because me being sad and in my feelings isn't going to bring them back. So may as well just figure out <laughs> what works best. And look, we we're, promise, giving guys. It to you. we're giving it to you the way a best friend would give it to we you. We promise okay? we love you so much. Like we hope it's so helpful, but there's just times that like, I don't, we don't really know any other easier way to say it, but like, you're going to make it. You're going to yes. start, you know, you look at a deployment and you're just like, my God, it's nine months. Even if you're a new I don't even want to say new because when my husband's like, oh, I've got to go to a school for eight weeks. I'm like, what the heck? Like, really? And so when you, when you're faced with any time, like just knowing to yourself, like, I'm going to miss you, but like, I got this, like, it's fine. I got this. Like, I'm, I'm not used to it, but like, I'm used to it. Like I got it. No problem. And it just makes life so much easier because life is already hard as it is. And if you're yeah. just throwing that whole mix of emotions and like, I can't do this. I I'm, you know, literally like whatever. I'm just like breaking down. Not that you won't have those days, but like, it's not going to be every day. It's going to be yeah. okay. And then you're going to yeah. get to homecoming and you're going to be like, Oh, like this wasn't as bad as I thought it was. And right. then you're going to meet a new Milso and you're going to be like, you're going through your first deployment. I got you, girl. Like we experienced this and this and this and this. This is what you should do. This is help. I'm I'm here. Like I I survived one. How can I help you? Yeah. And that's yeah, essentially we, what we're yeah. doing here is we've survived. <laughs> we promise like you're going to survive, even if it doesn't seem like it today. Um, there's been plenty of times where we like, you got this. And then somebody will like come back and be like, well, this and 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 wrong. And I'm just like, oh, like you got this. <laughs> you got this still. Like <laughs> You still got this. Like, I know that's hard, but like, you still got this. And there's, it's the biggest question we're asked. And so this whole series was because you guys asked and right. Um, we feel don't like ask these... somebody's opinion if you don't want it. <laughs> you are going to get our heads chopped. <laughs> it's the hormones. It's the hormones. Look, if you come at us, this was the co side. Okay, the fee <laughs> side was all love and support. <laughs> okay, speaking but... of love and support, to wrap this up, if you didn't know, the month of April is the month of a military child. So coming up, I feel like a lot of our content is going to be awesome for moms, or maybe if you're somebody's aunt or uncle mm-hmm. or something like that of a, of a military kid we are going to dedicate the month of april um a lot of our content is going to be towards military kids military um motherhood families. i guess yeah. yeah families um and if you don't have kids to share it because like our yeah. community is huge and 90 percent. like i was actually doing the what is it the statistics and like i think it was like 60 or 70 percent of army families are like army members or whatever you want to call it have families like and have children like yeah. it's a huge portion of people in our community and that's just army i know we have all kinds of branches who follow us so, yeah um if you don't utilize it then share it so somebody else can because totally we have seven kids between the two of us and i always tell cody like it sounds like we're gay when we say that <laughs> like, like we, we're in a relationship yeah between us right between us um so we have quite a few tips that have worked for all ages, whether it's three, what is the next one? Four, five. No. Oh, yeah. Mr. Yeah. Four. Mine's four. Yeah. Yours is five. Three, three to four, five to six, and seven. then seven to eight. She's seven, right? Yeah, seven to eight. Anyways, we have a wide, a wide variety of children. <laughs> um, yeah, and we've kind of saw them through uh, military 
not issues, but like scenarios. Um, since like there are babies, like some of them were born when the, the dad was deployed. Some of them were born and then their dad left shortly after. And we've done it all when, as far as it comes to kids, y'all, we, we've got it covered. So, um, we definitely have some good stuff planned for you guys. Um, we're going to share, a lot of tips and things like that as far as raising kids we always try to tread carefully because we don't like anybody else to tell us how to mom so we're never going to be the person that's like this is how you should do this and this is how you should do this and parenting no that's not what no we'll preference our episodes with this is what we do take it with a grain of salt yes you know what? like we're just as gonna always add that on to like our trailer you know like, end, um, like when uh, like a true crime documentary comes on and it's like the scenes in this could be graphic that we should come up with like something like that that plays yeah. after our intro <laughs> right like the whole you know how disney has like the preview on it yeah our, like, law and order has like the preview like, exactly these are yeah not fictional events but like these are coffee events like based on our coffee. <laughs> yeah exactly we'll just have one of our children or our husbands we'll have our husbands read oh, off like the idea. subtext at the yes end. so that yes, way when you perfect. come for us we'll be like ah Ah, uh-huh, we listen. We let you know. We let you, you didn't know. listen through the whole episode because you didn't hear our husband telling you don't at us. <laughs> exactly. So if you have kiddos, if you are maybe like a a nanny or something like that that listens um, to military kids, definitely keep an eye out for our content coming up in the month of April. And um, as always, if you need anything, reach out and let us know. Um, we will most likely reference you back to this um, series now if you're like hey what are your tips on deployment mm-hmm. we're gonna be like hey go check out that deployment series on our podcast or the post we have yeah. the post we're getting the posts up there too because we know like people learn in all different types of ways so we're exactly. trying to make sure we hit all types of ways but we're also a little challenged so <laughs> <laughs> well it's hard because like some of, sometimes people will message us and one of us will see it and we're like cooking dinner or something like that. So we don't respond. And then like three days go by and the other one will be like, hey, did you see this message? And we're like, oh, crap. Yeah, I just forgot to respond. So if you ever feel like we're ignoring you, we're totally not. We're just like two people running social media is not as easy as it sounds mm-hmm. to be. But anyway, t- tangent aside, listen to the month of a military child coming up. Um, and yeah, we hope you guys have a great week. Well, that was our confession for this week. Don't forget to subscribe and follow us on social media to catch the latest. Hashtag spill the coffee.